Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing Podcast with your host, John Cass. Together, we'll take a closer look at the ins and outs of marketing through an agile lens. You'll learn from interviews with top agile thought leaders and practitioners and gain fresh new insights for your journey. Let's get ready to dive in. Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing with John Cass. I'm your host, John Cass, here in Boston, Massachusetts. Today, I'll be interviewing Andrew Burrows, Agile Marketing Leader at IBM based in New York. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, In preparing for this call, we talked a little bit about your journey to using Agile Marketing. Uh, I think we should start with that. How did you start with Agile Marketing at IBM? well, my tale has a lot of tragedy, which is probably a great way, a great way to start. I, um, I work at IBM now. Before IBM, I actually made video games. So I worked at a number of different places um, in the UK than one place in the US. When I worked in the UK, I worked for companies um, like Traveler's Tales, Warthog. We, we tended to make a lot of movie license games like uh, Lego Star Wars, Transformers, Narnia, um, is the line of which in the wardrobe, that kind of thing. Uh, and our whole vibe was that, you know, whatever would happen, this movie, uh, this game is coming out when the movie comes out in the theater, right? Or cinema, as you and I would say. Um, cause if we, uh, cause you know, if you, if, if your movie is coming out on September 25th, then your video game comes out on October 1st, um, you've lost a huge amount of revenue. <laughs> so uh, you always needed to get it on the shelf before the movie hit the shelves. And this was done in an incredibly unagile way. It was complete brute force. Uh, you know, teams ranging from, you know, anywhere from, say, 40 people to 80 people at a time, uh, working incredibly long hours and, and working incredibly hard to, to get it done. And and I'm fond of that time. It was fun. And you build an incredible camaraderie with the people you work with and the sense of accomplishment is massive, but it's not a very sustainable way of of living, right? It worked when I was a young man. So in 2007, I wanted to start to try to do something a little different. And there was a company in New York called Large Animal Games. They took a punt on me, to bring me over and have happy work for them. And they said, uh, they said two questions. They said, one, we're, we're going to make games for this, this new thing. It's called Facebook. Have you ever, um, have you ever played Facebook games? There's a game called, I think, Mafia Wars on MySpace. And I was like, sure. And then, then I'm immediately going on MySpace because I didn't even have a social media account at the time. Then the other thing they said was, we're going to do this thing called Scrum. Uh, you know about that, right? It's a form of project management. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I read Scrum and XP from the Trenches by Henrik Nyberg on the flight from uh, um, Manchester, England to New York. Um, So when I landed, uh, little did I know at the time that I was heading into an an incredibly bountiful part of my career that focused on on data, real-time data, data analysis, um, learning loops, um, true agility, all of those different aspects coming together in this, this, this perfect storm of what you need to learn and embrace over the next 20, 30 years. 
Um, but uh, when I landed, I thought, okay, well, let me do scrum. And I did scrum. I did scrum very well by the book. And, you know, after about nine months of it not working, I had to go back and really try to analyze what the problem was. And when I say not working, I'm talking about um, people, you know, me dragging people to meetings, me not understanding why people can't find their groove, uh, things just not clicking, software not getting done well, our games being buggy, we're not releasing, like all those those myriad things. Um, and as I began to unpack sort of all the reasons why, uh, I began to realize that I was the single root cause of every single problem that we had, right? Either in my, my behavior, my approach, my thinking, um, I was approaching it like a project manager. And Scrum can sort of fake that, at least for a little bit on the surface, right? So, you know, and again, I, I, can, I can be open and humble on these. I remember um, going into a meeting with my team once and, uh, and thinking to myself, I remember being so frustrated because I felt I had to come up with the solutions to all the problems. And if I didn't come up with a solution, nothing was going to happen. And I can remember going into this meeting and thinking to myself, you know what? I'm really frustrated. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to let this meeting kind of peter out and maybe we'll draw a line under this and we'll move forward from there. And I sat in the meeting and I didn't say anything and there was some uncomfortable silence and then people started talking. And I can remember thinking to myself, wow, like when I don't say anything, they say really good things, <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> a really horrifying thing to kind of acknowledge about yourself. But um, it really pointed to the fact that um, the behaviors, right, that had made me successful in my career to that point weren't going to make me successful anymore. And I had to really kind of evaluate and understand how to improve. You know, one of the, one of the earliest things I did around that was, if you're familiar with the, I think it's pronounced DISC, right? The DISC test, the D-I-S-C. Yes. Um, where you, you answer these behavioral questions and it kind of says, you know, how you fit on this graph. So I think the metaphor is if you're a high D, let's say you're a general and you're in charge of 5,000 troops and you have to take a hill, a high D is going to look at the hill and say, I'm going to take that hill no matter what, right? Everybody with me, charge. A high I is going to say, you know, who do I need to ally with or partner with who can take this hill? Or maybe I can convince someone to take that hill for me. And a high S would say, you know, um, these, these aren't just 5,000 soldiers. These are 5,000 people with, with families and children. Like this is a reckless uh, waste of life. Why are we doing this? And then a high C would say, why do I have 5,000 troops? Why don't I have 4,900, right? All those sort of different um, identifications of personality. And my D was off the charts high. My I was off the charts low. And my S was, uh, I think, 33% S, 33% C. It was like the perfect actually uh, developer profile in disk. And what was good about that was, as I was reading it, and kind of recognizing those behaviors, it's, I started to be able to realize that how I show up, I can change. I, I can change my own behavior 
I can change my own approach. I can change my own uh, way of, of doing work. And, um, and then I started to really try to adapt what we were, what we were doing right in terms of helping the organization and helping the teams at the time through agility. And I think that that for me is the moment when I stopped doing agile and started being agile. And I think for me, that was probably in fall 2008 that I finally started to, to really understand the difference. So um, around the same time, I was, I was starting to attend a lot of meetup groups in New York and I was talking and presenting at some meetup groups. Uh, uh, and, and through that network, um, the opportunity at IBM came up and, you know, I'd never really considered a, a career move like that. You know, I, I made video games and every company I'd ever been at was a, was a startup. And here it is, here's an organization of, um, you know, 400,000 people. The marketing organization is 5,000 people um, and they want to do agile in the enterprise and they want to do it in, in an organization that I've never, I had no familiarity and knowledge of whatsoever. And that was just such a terrifying prospect that I thought, how can I not do this? And, and it's, been, uh, it's been incredible. The past few years at IBM have honestly been the best of my career. And here I am today. So you talked a little bit about some of the milestones that you've gone through. Um, how have those experiences um, impacted on the use of Agile for teams? I think a lot of my um, past experience and, uh, and the past experience of, of the, the colleagues I have on, on my team at IBM uh, really shaped the way that we, uh, the way that we approach our work. It really shaped the kind of design principles, if you like, that underpin our work. Um, you know, there's only one IBM and there's only, there's only one IBM marketing organization. And, you know, my team and I are responsible for helping this global team adopt uh, agility in a, in an effective and positive way. So that's a huge responsibility. And the last thing that I would ever want to do with that is to do something that, um, that put people feeling, uh, put people in a place or had people feeling the way that um, people felt in those first few months when I was trying to do this myself. Um, so we, uh, we have a, a number of uh, sort of design principles behind our transformation that, that draw on all the different experiences that, that myself and everyone on the team have had, how we're people first, not framework first, how you're an agile organization when people behave in an agile way, not, you know, when they are obedient enough to attend your meetings. You're an agile organization when you can see and, and hear certain behaviors. And, you know, none of this is, as again, to anyone listening on this call, none of this is this rocket science, right? The, the agile manifesto from 2001 details 12 principles that to this day still, in my opinion, last as here are the 12 behaviors of agile people, right? Regardless of your, your, your industry or the size of your organization or anything like that. So our whole approach transformation is how do we help everybody in marketing work in a way that embodies those principles? And, you know, the other thing I like to, to sort of orient the team around is 
um, there's a nobility in this work. Um, we've known, we've always said in our industry for a long time, right, that agile teams are happier and more productive. Right? Agile organizations are happier and more productive. And I like to think that if we're able to help IBM marketing become a more agile organization, well, not only will we make people more productive and more engaged at work, but maybe they'll be in a, in a good frame of mind when they go home, right? And they'll have a moment or two where they're more present with their significant others or their loved ones. And maybe they won't be stressed out as much about things at night and they can actually just enjoy their time and, and have that presence with their families. So um, there's really, uh, I think, a lot of the, the, the human element of what we do. We really want that to come through to the fore. So you talked a little bit about how it's about people rather than framework. Um, so there's some, could you sort of highlight how your part of the organization helps support the team members in deploying agile marketing across uh, the enterprise? You know, what's the function, what are the capabilities for deploying uh, agile marketing across the enterprise? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, um, so let's actually take a few steps back from that for a second. So when, um, when we started on this work, one of the first, um, one of the first things that we tried to do was to, we tried to draw on the wall, how marketing worked, right? How does, a, how does something go from a, a decision that something needs to be marketed all the way through to it appearing, um, you know, on, on, on somebody's screen in, in Portugal, right? Like what, what is the entire flow there? What are all the different um, systems and processes and teams and parts of the organization that touch on that? And it's kind of incredible how the, the machine of marketing, right? All these different cogs, all these different systems actually operates together. And, and that makes you realize first off that, um, one, there's no way, there's no off-the-shelf way to do agile marketing. There's, you're never going to have a team that is building and iterating on a, on a market campaign, right, acting and behaving in the same way as, let's say, the um, team of, of data scientists and, and um, uh, data analysts who are pulling the raw data in and um, passing it through each of the internal systems and exposing that through dashboards, right? They're, they're all going to work in very different ways. Similarly, you know, we have uh, we have centralized groups that do, um, say, video services, or we have centralized groups that that are actually um, making the shooting the videos that that are used in commercials or on brand or or whatnot. So, the variety of work within this system is huge. So our sort of approach to this would be to say, we don't know the best way to do actual marketing and we're not going to scale what we don't know. What we're going to do is we know what an actual individual looks like and we, what our ultimate aim is, is to empower the organization to be agile and that I do believe that IBM marketing will figure out at some point, the current best way to do agile marketing. So I'm sure someone will supersede five minutes later, but I think we'll, we'll, we will at some point figure that out. But as much as I would like that to be me, I, I don't think that's going to be me. I think it's going to be 
one of our markets is on the ground or a team that we've established somewhere or a team in one of the geos or someone who's embracing understands the different processes and framework elements and habits and tools and rituals that they can put into play are building their structure and approach with a broader understanding of the system they fit in in order to maximize the value they create drive best value do it in a really positive way and and be proud within an organization so for us it's really about um how are we building out an organization that is truly embracing of change, is truly experimentative, truly empowering its marketers to figure out what works for them, is giving them the support and guidance to make, experiment, um, and fail, right, with different processes and, and do it better. And then how are we sharing that learning out across the rest of the organization so everyone can grow and learn together? And we're a long way from that, that utopian vision but I'm happy with the progress we've made so far. So you've mentioned that um, it's been an evolving process. How has the agile function in your organization developed over time? Specifically, have there been any lessons on large company organizational development of agile marketing at IBM that you think you can share to the rest of the industry? You know, okay. So there are uh, many different, approaches to scaling agility across the enterprise, right? I remember talking to a friend from uh, a large bank who I think had hired. Um, I was teasing him because every time I went on LinkedIn, I was getting a job offer to come and work at his bank um, because the sheer breadth of, they were basically just trying to hire anyone with agile in their title right, on LinkedIn. Um, they went on mass. How do we bring in people externally and help them kind of scale, uh, a framework approach across the entire organization. Um, I went the other way uh, and we went very small. So in, in much in the spirit of we don't really know what, what's going to work and what isn't, or even um, again, where, an, where our attempts to drive an actual marketing organization will lead us. Um, I, I formed a small team um, of at the time, Scrum Masters from within other parts of IBM, people that I'd worked with in the past, and basically set, set us up as a small team against a really big goal, which was transform this entire organization. And I can remember those early conversations, uh, massive skepticism from the people who, who we brought over, right? How, how can you go from being the Scrum Master for one team to now needing to kick off and sustain 25, 30 teams over the next few months, right? How do we even do that? That's that, uh, everything in my career is now. And the way that I've worked has told me that that's not possible. Um, it, anytime I personally have tried to manage more than one scrum team, they've suffered. How are we going to scale and help this, this to, pro to progress? You'd mentioned the use of change agents. I wondered if um, you could tell me more about that rollout in our previous discussions and how that's helped, um, how you deploy it across the enterprise. So, so that's, what, that's what led us to be able to scale. So we changed our approach to say, um, we need to be the ones who, who activate, educate, enable, uh, and sustain. And we want to be dispensable but wanted but if you like we still within the organization itself we we need 
you know, what's our agile immune system, if you like? What, what are the, the white blood cells that we have for maintaining standards and, and, and continuous improvement? So in, in when we began in the first year, we scaled a, like a champions, agile champions program across marketing. And that, that really, that put us in the place of having good quantity, but low quality, right? People were, were it generated enthusiasm and advocacy. And we had a large number of people who signed up for that role, but the actual people through that role who were driving change wasn't as high a percentage as I would have liked. So from there, we went into a program that we called Amplify, where we bring through um, marketers uh, 60 at a time and put them through a three-day program, enabling them to go back into the organization as change agents. And we really try to use those three days to help people understand, um, you know, the, the nuances of the, the, the values and the principles, right? The culture that you need to be able to establish and scale. Um, so it, it's much more on the, the softer side of things than it is on the, you know, here is how you do a stand-up, here is how you do a planning. It's kind of funny because in that course at the end of day one, a lot of them come to us and they say, when are we going to learn how to do this? And we say, talk to us tomorrow. And then they come back in day two and they go, when are you going to teach us how to actually do this? And we say, talk to us tomorrow. And then on day three, they say, ah, now I get it. And it's really about when you go back in the business, here is how you drive change that way. So we develop our own internal programs to scale the, the, the mindset, the culture, uh, and the ability to change uh, through our marketers. Um, and then we, we, we have a very, very supportive leadership that really um, empowers people to, uh, to, to own agility themselves. So you've talked to, uh, I think you've done a good job of explaining the philosophy of agile marketing at IBM. Um, how are the teams, the different teams on their own using agile operationally? What, what technique do they use? A, you know, does it depend as you described earlier, those different groups upon what type of organization it is, what type of division it is? Um, how, how are they? Um, what have you seen across each of those different departments? Uh, really wide variation, which eventually makes me really happy. Um, we have some teams that you could look at and they almost seem on the surface to be following a, a scrum-like process, right? We have others who um, would be following some kind of uh, almost, you know, Kanban-like approach, right? Uh, some that, that are more, maybe they've hired some people externally who understand how those work and they're a little more by the book. Others who've really created their own sort of approach and maybe they do a stand-up every other day and um, they, they, they've developed their own alignment around that. I think in terms of, we, you know, we give each team, uh, we've created a repository, like a single source of truth for all the, the different um, things that you can apply, right? So um, different rituals that you can use, different meetings, like uh, stand-ups and retrospectives and that kind of thing that, that that you should be doing and, and how you can do them, how you should think about them, right? To get value out of them. Like there's no point just doing a stand-up every day. That's your, your coordination meeting for you guys to figure out what's actually not working and where do you go from here? Um, so helping people understand the value of that. Um, and then supporting teams as they experiment and try and find what works for them. Um, the one mistake or the one area that I think is really weak has been 
you know, I, I think I've, I've always been a little, uh, um, tooling, agile tooling has always been something that's sort of caused my eyebrows to go up. Right. I, uh, I still think the best agile tool ever created was, um, you know, a shared spreadsheet, like a Google doc, right. Um, something that's just very transparent and very simple. Um, but I know that everyone likes different tools, right? There are people that like Jira, people that like Zenhub, some people love Trello. In marketing, you've got people that love Rike. And then you also have to think about when it comes to scaling a tool, how are we scaling um, people's ultimate like career paths, right? If, if, if say the broader marketing industry is moving to one where um, the companies are, are really say looking for people that understand how to use Rike or how to use Monday, um, and we're not using those tools. What does that say to people internally? Uh, and what does it say to other people that we might be bringing in? So when we began this transformation, I kind of said, use the tool that, that works for you. Um, let, let, we'll give you a, a suite of as many tools as possible. And we will be pretty agnostic about what it is that you use, which is great. And the instances where, um, teams can come together and rally around something, but we're a big organization. We have many different cogs and different, you know, internal systems that collaborate and coordinate with each other. And I would say that there are times where the lack of standardization around the practical tools used by the teams creates extra overhead that if I could go back in time, I would have thought much more clearly about mandating that. So that's one thing that, that right now I'm looking at and saying, you know, I wish we could have been a bit more stringent around here's a much smaller set that you should use or, or if you're working in this kind of way, this is the approach that you should use. So following up, um, what results have IBM teams achieved with agile marketing? And have you found differences depending on the approaches that they take? Uh, that's a great question. It's been incredibly heartening. Um, so we've seen improvements in our business metrics first of all, which has just been, you know, that's what you want to see, right? Um, the, the, the value of the work that's coming out of marketing has increased. Um, we're also seeing uh, a metrics in our overall employee engagement. So our employee engagement has risen across marketing um, since we began this journey. The third metric that we've seen a rise in is, is our own internal agile health metric. So, a lot of agile health metrics out there today, I'm not a huge fan of because for me, again, they seem to measure, they seem to measure obedience. They seem to measure how closely you're following, uh, you know, a certain checklist of, you know, things that should be done, velocity metrics that should be recorded, um, uh, how many teams are doing stand-ups or retrospectives, that kind of thing. We wanted to actually have a metric that focused much more on the change. So, you know, we want, we know in an agile organization, you have self-direction and in a hierarchical organization like IBM, self-direction, it can often be a very delicate, difficult thing to get. So, and then you can't ask a question, right? Like, are you self-directed? Um, <laughs> that's not going to give you any kind of answer that's really usable. So we created a metric that, that asks questions that try to get to um, some of the root underpinning behaviors that we want to see. So 
for example, we, we ask the question, if you need to make um, an, an important decision that could impact the, the uh, um, that could impact the project that you're on, right, could, could alter its success, can you make that decision? Because if you say no to that question, you're, you're not self-directed, you're not empowered, you're, um, you probably don't understand the, the rules of what, you're, of what you're currently engaging in, you probably don't fully have the clarity of purpose. If you say yes, then I think leadership has empowered you. You yourself have taken ownership of the responsibility of being agile. You, um, you're really thinking in an outcome-focused way. So we have those kinds of questions, and we we um, we ask people to grade them out of ten, and then give us those verbatim results. And we read every single one of those verbatims to try to figure out what kind of other engagement or enablement or or communication um, strategy we need to build to help move the organization forward, or what impediments we need to surface to leadership. So since we started measuring agile, the agile health that way. Um, across the entire organization, we've seen a 10.5% a increase in the, uh, the metrics coming back from that, which means, you know, even for the question that I just gave you the example of, um, there's now 10.5% more people who are, who are comfortable making that decision in the moment. Um, so that makes me feel good. That's great. That's great. So we talked a little bit about the idea of measuring the rate of change by marketers at IBM. What do you think IBM agile marketers are adopting more quickly in terms of marketing strategies than other campaign marketer colleagues? Specifically, you know, what's, what's been the evolution of marketing for IBM on agile marketing strategies? Have you seen more use of customer journey mapping? Have you seen the use of agile uh, for such techniques? You know, in our marketing organization, we have we have eleven disciplines um, that 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 each person in marketing will 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 fall into. Right, and it's you might be a product marketer, or a campaign manager, you might be a, a content strategist, a digital strategist. So each of those disciplines then help you um, craft and grow the skills that you need in your career. Um, and each of those have a different as part of that, that discipline, you have a, a responsibility, right? And an ownership of the outcome. So what we've seen is by really helping people master their craft um, in terms of, of how you do your own individual job really well, and then putting you in a position on the team where you, you bring your skills to the table and everyone else brings their skills and then you, you really align those to get the job done. You see a lot of the things that you've just mentioned um, for example, happening more frequently, more organically, uh, and more rapidly, um, which is then leading us to be more data-driven, um, more outcome-focused, more experimentative, uh, and much more thoughtful in our approach, much greater co-creation, right, with, say, between what goes out of the U.S. and then with the geos we have broadly. Um, we, we have, uh, you know, Michelle Peluso, our CMO, and again, I've been very fortunate because our, our CMO gets agile, right? She, she actually really understands it and is, and is very much um, empowering his, her whole organization to go and do that. And, and I know not everyone um, in my position in other companies has that kind of support from above. Um, but one of the things that she's really pushed for is the whole um, democratization of data across the organization. 
So there's nothing no one needs data-wise that they cannot get, or if there is, we're trying to surface that and solve that very quickly. So we're really trying to enable and empower teams to, to bring each of their crafts, each of their skills um, to bear on the team, unite to get things done, use the data that you have and be experimentative and find out what works and, and really try to adopt that challenger mentality. Well, Andrew, uh, that's all we have time for today. Great discussion. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for joining us on the deep dive into Agile Marketing with John Cass. My thanks for Andrew for uh, doing a great job with the interview. No, and if I can just say, like, you know, since I started doing, um, since I started my own Agile journey way back in 2007, the, the community um, in New York and, and globally has just been, Fantastic, right? Everything from when the Yahoo mailing list was, was was shooting off every second all the way through to all the user groups and all the meetups and everything else. And I'd just like to extend a huge thank you to anyone that might be listening who at some point has helped me um, with my career. And, and hopefully I can return the favor someday to all of those. Great sentiments, Andrew. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to our show and leave a review to let us know what you thought of today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to learn more, visit www.businessagility.institute.